We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. What is the Patriots-related buzz? In Phoenix right now, is there a lot of buzz about the Patriots and what they're going to be doing this offseason and what they're gearing up for? They are really a, a minor story. They would be down in the 15th paragraph of a 30-paragraph story. They're, no, I'm not getting that far. I know, I know, and, and most people aren't. They are, you know, I don't want to say they're Chicago Bears-level interest, but actually Chicago's got the number one overall pick, so I don't even know if the interest is that high. They've already made the moves that are conversation-worthy. They've at least got their basic sedan back on the highway, pointed in the correct direction on the road back to the Super Bowl, but the thing only goes about 63 miles an hour. That was from earlier this week. Um, it's Christian Arkin here, Sports Radio WEEI, Boston Sports Original. It's Tommy Kern making his uh, weekly hit, and uh, Jones there asked him about any buzz about the Patriots, the Super Bowl. And Kern said, no, <laughs> no, there isn't. There is not. Not really any at all. Uh, they're down there with the Bears, and actually the Bears have the first overall pick, so they're below the Bears. Ooh. And listen, Tommy Curran, whatever you think about him, I happen to love Tommy. It tells it like it is for the most part. I mean, he's not in the he's not gonna go there. Everyone's talking about the Patriots, and then he's gonna go on the radio and say, Oh yeah, no one's talking about the Patriots. Like he's not he's not just gonna give you some fiction, okay? No one's talking about the Patriots at the Super Bowl. What's there to talk about? Oh, you brought in Bill O'Brien. That's great. You've already had him there. <laughs> you know, you've. it's not exactly some major move. You know, it's not like you built a new stadium. You brought in Bill O'Brien, who I also like, but come on. Uh, you had Kraft talking off the record in that little breakfast this week, too. What was that about? He did speak on the record a lot, and I guess, uh, did he go on Cavuto again today? I think he did. Um, I'll see if I can find what he said today, but I know that uh, in talking with Neil Cavuto, he said, I'm never going to sell the Patriots. Um, I didn't make any overtures to Tom Brady, although he didn't deny that. He said, we're blessed to have a great young quarterback in Mac Jones. <laughs> I'm a big believer in him, but he didn't say they didn't make overtures to Tom Brady. And he said some other stuff, too. Um, I I sort of think that right now Robert Kraft is – and the whole family really has got to be thinking, okay, we are on the edge of something here. We're on the precipice of, of the next, you know, generation of Patriots football and Patriot place and this whole thing in Foxborough and everything that we're doing. We're, we're right up against it. What are we going to do here? How's this going to work? Because I'll tell you right now, for about 20 years, even when we weren't here, 
there was some scandal or some wickersham piece or some something that was dominating the entire week. It was dominating wild card weekend and the conference championship and the Super Bowl and everything else. And right now, the only thing that anyone's talking about that's even slightly related to us is Tom Brady retiring, and that's it. That's it. Mm. It's not good. It's not good. Not No buzz, no nothing. And why are they buried so far down? Well, first of all, because they're not that great. Uh, they're a pretty mediocre team, but towards the end with Brady, I mean, that was, you know, it was a one and done in the playoffs too. And they were still, it was, people were talking about him then. Well, how come they were talking about him then and not now? Because Brady was still here. Tom Brady's good for business. And that's true in the media world. That's true in uh, the football world. It's true in most worlds. <laughs> really, it is. Ask Alex Guerrero how good Tom Brady was for business. Ask anybody who works in sports radio how good Tom Brady was for business these last 20 years or so. You know? I mean, it's it's pretty clear. And there was always sort of an idea that it was more than just him, but I think that now, you know, Kraft is sort of looking at it the same way we are and saying, well, Brady's gone now. We were led to believe that it was a group thing and that, you know, our, our coach and GM would be able to rebuild and get back because it wasn't just Tom Brady and his greatness. No, no, no. It was the partnership, and he can forge that partnership with somebody else, just like Brady did out there in uh, Tampa Bay with Bruce Arians. Yeah, Bill will find his next Tom Brady, and then they'll be winning championships again, and we'll be right back where we were, and then he can hand it off to his kid or whoever it is he wants to hand it out, Gerard Mayo, whoever wants to be the next coach, and they can just take the Patriots into the next generation. And listen, I understand. What I'm talking about right now is pie in the sky no matter who you are. The only really great succession plans there ever were, I feel like, with quarterbacks was Montana to Young and uh, Favre to Rodgers, and that's basically it. I mean, there's not, you know, in my lifetime, there haven't been that many other ones. And I don't count Bledsoe to Brady because that was Brady sort of taking over, all right? I mean, he, he took the job away. The other guy, Montana, got hurt, and, you know, Favre ended up going crazy at the end there. So uh, retiring and unretiring about the few dozen times. Alex so, Smith to Patrick Mahomes. Smith to Mahomes, I wouldn't say is, you That's know. the closest one of this generation. Maybe of this generation, you could say. But uh, Alex Smith, I mean, he didn't get to the end of his career and then retire. Uh, he also was never really that great. Like, he was a pretty good player. He was never Joe Montana or, you know, Brett Favre or somebody like that. Mahomes, I mean, if Mahomes, if, if Mahomes has a great career and then the Chiefs find the next guy and then it's Mahomes to the next guy, then you could, then you could say, I feel like that's more applicable. But Alex Smith isn't at that level of quarterback. I don't, I don't think he ever would have been, even if he didn't get his leg all jacked up. Well, you but, got a good point about suggestions. Like, that's the closest one, as I said, of this yeah. generation. It doesn't happen often. It really doesn't. And, uh, it, it does sometimes happen better than this, though. You know, like this was this was a mess. This whole succession plan here for the Patriots is really what the what the drop in. I don't want to say the drop in interest because I feel like people are still interested, but the drop in curating and you know just the whole Patriot thing is just kind of well, they're just sort of a meh team right now. They're sort of a fringe playoff team. They missed it this year. There's nothing really special about them now. There's nothing really to talk about. The main thing to talk about this past season was how bad the offense was and what a joke it was that they brought in those offensive coordinators. That was the dominating narrative of that whole of that whole season. 
And that's a shame because there were some other things that happened that year. Like Marcus Jones was a cool story, and there were some other you know decent stories there, but nothing that's going to supersede that. Nothing that's going to uh, make everyone sort of look at the Patriots and say, how could you go from a Tom Brady offense to this? How could you bring in these two guys and ruin your second-year quarterback? How could you do these things? What are you doing, Bill? I mean, that was the story, and the Crafts know that. They know that. And they know that a big part of the reason why there's no buzz about the Patriots right now isn't just because Tom Brady's not here, but also because of the job that Bill Belichick's done since Brady left. That's the, that's the important thing. It's not all just Brady's gone. It's that Bill's done a poor job in the interim. He has. I mean, he's done a poor job. Uh, it's not to say that he can't get it back, and it's not to say that he can't, you know, sort of rebound with this team. I think that that's possible. I don't know if it's bloody likely, but I do think it's possible. But that's the truth. I mean, that's the reason. If he had been doing a great job and the Patriots were still, you know, that team or even something resembling that team, then they'd be talking about the Patriots still at the Super Bowl, even if they weren't there. Even if they weren't there, they'd still be getting talked about. Bill would still be getting talked about like that. And what are they going to do in the offseason? How are they going to recharge? How are they going to reload and, and come back and be good again next year? That's what people would be saying. People would be talking about that. Absolutely they would. Because the Patriots, when they're good, still have that kind of juice. But when the Patriots are a mediocre schman team like they are right now, then, you know, that's what you're going to get, unfortunately. Uh, 617-779-7937. There's your phone number. I'm looking around for the second mouse, and I can't find it. There's usually another mouse that uh, I'm able to get to the calls with. There it is. Hey, I found it. How about that? Uh, and I would like to use it now to go to uh, Stephen Fall River, who has a thought on the uh, Super Bowl matchup. Go ahead, Stephen Fall River. How you doing? No, no, you took me on to what I've been preaching. First of all, I never, I wasn't one of these people that thought it was a partnership. I think you know that, Christian, right? Sure. I rejected the partnership. It's 50-50. Who cares what the percentage is? It's a collaboration. And then there were the maniacs who said it was Belichick. And, Bra- and it was Kraft, and Jonathan Kraft. It was magic. It was, this pa- it was this miserable hand. I rejected that all the time. But, go- but you did get caught... With the and Bledsoe handoff because of the form, but not for the Crafts. The Crafts took over in 94. The Patriots made the playoffs, missed the playoffs, went to the Super Bowl, made the playoffs, made the playoffs, missed the playoffs. They were relevant. They had the most productive three seasons under Pete Carroll, the second most in the AFC, even though we were down on it, as we rightly should have been. Mm-hmm. The Patriots from 97 to 99 had the second most productive season of any team in the AFC except the Denver Broncos. We were in it. How we went to 5-11 and 11 in 2000 is still have three shows on that one. I have no idea. And then we know what happened. Brady came in and took the helm. The Crafts had a top 10 quarterback in their franchise for most of the seasons they owned it. It really is everything. How are you going to find it? I don't know, but I can tell you this much. Looking to segue Christian into these two teams we're looking at. Mm-hmm. Quickly, Steve. I'm up against I it. Saw, I saw the Philadelphia Eagles had 11 of their 12 offensive starters drafted by the team. That's true. Not acquiring a free agency, not here, not there. We've spent 95% of our time, maybe 99 on the offensive coaches and the coaches. And we've spent not enough time on the drafting, which is the foundation of this, any team in the NFL. All right, Steve, i got to let you go. Thanks for the call. I'm up against it, but let me just say this. 
that's fine. And the Eagles, you're right, drafted very well, and they've uh, reaped the rewards of it for sure. But they didn't draft perfectly. Devontae Smith was a great draft pick. They had a couple of uh, wide receiver draft picks that didn't go too well, like Nelson Aguilar and like uh, Jalen Rager and some of these other guys. That's why they had to trade for A.J. Brown. So they put a big trade together, and they gave up a ton of picks, and they got A.J. Brown, and that's you know that's what they did. So that's one way of looking at it. It wasn't free agency, you're right, but it was a big trade with assets that they had to give up. The Chiefs, the other team in the Super Bowl right now, paid for a lot of their offensive linemen. They didn't draft all those old linemen. They drafted one of them. They drafted Creed Humphreys, but uh, Orlando Brown Jr. and Joe Tooney, you know for sure, came from other places, and they spent big money to get them. They got Brown from Baltimore, and they got Tooney from New England, two of their chief rivals, all right? And they spent the money, and they did what it took, and they got him in there. And you know what? Patrick Mahomes, I think, is would much rather have that than all those fast wide receivers. And what do you know? They're right back there in the Super Bowl again. Uh, 617-779-7937. There's your phone number. Uh, I jumped off quickly, but we do have time for one more. Let's go to Bob in the car. Go ahead, Bob. Hi, Christian. Um, you know, I think the demise of the Patriots the past three years, it wasn't just their terrible record uh, in the loss of Brady, but also, you know, there were so many things we admired about them. They were a very low penalty team for right. years, and we loved that. They were able to work incredibly efficiently as a unit. Uh, they always uh, uh, came across with the same message, no matter who was speaking about the team. All of those things together just died over the past three years, and I think it really, really uh, turned people off. Yeah, Bob, I think you're right. I think you're you're sort of onto something there. Um, but really, it's the winning. It's the winning. That's the main thing. I think even if they had won and were brash about it and didn't do things the Patriot way or whatever, like no one, no one would care. No one would have cared if Randy Moss and you know that team won in 07. Like everyone still would have considered them the Patriot. You know what I mean? Like that wasn't a typical Patriots team. Um, in some ways, 2014 wasn't either. You know, but like either way, you, you look at you look at what they've accomplished and what they've done and and sort of how it all came together, and you just look at the trajectory they're on right now. It seemed like things could really improve. The Cam Newton year into the rookie year of Mac Jones, that was that was something. That was an improvement. That was a step forward. It was progression. It's all you can really ask for when you're rebuilding. Can you, are you progressing? Are you taking steps forward? Are you putting one foot in front of the other here? Is that what's happening with the franchise? Otherwise, we have to reassess. That was progress. From the Cam Newton year to the Mac Jones rookie year, you saw progress. You did. And I feel like they just undid all of it. This last year, I feel like undid almost all that progress. And that's that's really tough. I mean, when I, I know in the crossover, I may have been uh, exaggerating a little when I said that this uh, Patricia Judge thing could set the team back five, ten years. But it can set you back. It can definitely set you back. And we'll see how much this actually set the Patriots back because there's varying degrees of it, for sure. Sometimes teams have off years. Patriots didn't have a lot of them over the last two decades, but every other team in the league certainly did. Maybe that's the Brady difference. We'll see. But right now I can tell you that... The Mac Jones first year to this year represented a substantial step back, the kind of step back that generally gets coaches fired, that gets GMs fired, that sort of thing. All right. And Bill Belichick's a special case. So we're not going to be telling him saying he should be fired. I'm just saying if this was another team and that same type of step backwards happened, that's what their local sports radio would be talking about right now. 617-779-7937 is the phone number. When we come back, Bill Belichick was on the Tom Brady podcast all the way at the beginning of the week. We'll get to that, and we'll also talk with Tom King of the Nashua Telegraph. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, uh, you know, Tom's had just a tremendous career. Um, it was funny, you know, I was out at the East-West game uh, last weekend, and, of course, you know, his, Tom's picture is up there everywhere as a player in the game, and, you know, along with a lot of other Hall of Famers. I think they had, like, 70 Hall of Famers played in that game or something like that. Uh, but anyway, um, so, you know, that's kind of where it all started. You know, Michigan, the Orange Bowl, the East-West game, and, and, uh, and you know, just – the greatest player, the greatest career, uh, the great, great person. Uh, it's such an, an opportunity and an honor for me to, you know, to coach Tom. And uh, I, I guess I guess it's got in at some point, um, you know, but it, it, it's the greatest one ever. So congratulations, Tom. Appreciate it. Oh, man, love fest this week on the Let's Go podcast. And it wasn't between Brady and Jim Gray. Oh, Tom. You're just making me jealous again, aren't you, Tom? Ah, that was uh, some love going on in that room. Or it wasn't in that room. It was all on Zoom. But you know what I mean. It's Christian Arcan here. Boston Sports Original. W-E-E-I. You can call me at 617-779-7937. We're going to talk with Tom King here in about 10 minutes. Uh, Looking forward to uh, chatting with him. But I wanted to just chime in on this a little bit. Because for all the stuff that got said about this thing, I got to tell you, I really liked it. I really liked uh, this conversation that these two guys had. I love the parts that Bill went on about how he never played quarterback and he saw the game the way Brady saw the game and all that stuff. I thought that was really, really good. And, you know, when Bill talks about football history and, you know, the back in the day and all that stuff, it's really excellent. He's really – that's, I think, when he's the most engaging and the most interesting – and I think that's on purpose. He chooses to be that way when he's talking about the history as opposed to what's going on right now in the present. And I think that's on purpose for sure. But there's, there's, a, real, there's a real difference, and it's, you can hear it. And when he was sort of talking about Tom and his career and you know, the way they work together and all that other stuff, I was just, oh, man, I was at the edge of my seat. I thought it was great. Uh, and the, the whole thing was just really... Very, um, very good. I, I thought it was very good. I thought Brady got a little, you know, a little high and mighty at the end there. 
all the people who were trying to rip us apart ended up pushing us together. Did they really push you together? That's why you went to Tampa Bay? I mean, you did leave, okay? So maybe relax with that. Um, and I don't know who was actually trying to rip you apart that much. It seemed like you were just pretty unhappy on your own. That's what it seemed like to me. Uh, I don't remember anybody in the media or any of the fans offering you a one-year contract of $15 million with $5 million additional dollars in incentives. I don't think that was the media that did that or the fans who did that or the haters who did that or anybody else. I think that was one guy who did that, or maybe two if you want to throw Kraft in there too. And by the way, Robert Kraft has been so thirsty for Brady to retire as a Patriot, hasn't he? By the way, Brady retiring, he turned in the papers on Friday. So he's not doing the one day thing with the Patriots, right? Like if that's if he's retired now, then then that's it. It's over, right? Am I missing something? I, I know that Kraft was really hoping for that one day contract, but if he's already turned in his papers and he hasn't signed it yet, then right, wouldn't the Bucks have to sign off on that too anyway? Like wouldn't that all have to be part of the plan? Like, I don't know. I just I I feel like that's over with. I feel like Brady was like, nah, Robert, I'm okay. <laughs> like we're still friends and all, man. We'll still hang out, but I'm not I'm not doing that. Um, am I missing something here? I don't think so, but I do think it like means he retires as a buck. Like in like there's like an asterisk there because it, it was the last team he played for. Okay. Doesn't matter. I mean, it's the, the, did yeah, we care about this? His, who's going to remember his three years in Tampa anyway? I mean, people will remember the year he won the Super Bowl, but <laughs> that's definitely going to be that's going to stand out. I mean, but Montana I mean, didn't go years to versus three years. Of like, course, do the math. But you know, Montana went to Kansas City and win in Kansas City. Uh, Brady went, he left and he won right away. I mean, people are going to, that's going to be a big part of the Brady story is that he was able to go somewhere else and win. I know what you mean, but I think that with, uh, when all sort of said and done here, you're right. No one can. It's not like you go in with a cap with a logo on it. You know, that's, it's not like the baseball hall of fame. You just, you go in, it's a little bust of your face and you go in and that's it. It doesn't say it doesn't have a team on it. I don't think it'll be about three sentences on the plaque being like Tom left in 2020 to go to Tampa Bay and won in his first year. Yeah. And also, Robert, you don't have to make it all about you and the Patriots either. I understand there's not a lot of buzz right now. I get that. All right, we're all we're all aware. <laughs> not exactly buzzing down there. And uh, uh, where's the Super Bowl? Where is it? Phoenix? Not exactly buzzing over there in Phoenix. Uh, it's not exactly all he was, buzz. He was having flashbacks to the Seattle Super Bowl, being like, "Huh, people should be talking about us more." I know. I'll tell you what. If Robert Kraft is worried about there being no buzz, then there's ways to go about changing that. Like I was thinking about it today, like. I wonder if they're selling a lot of jerseys at the pro shop right now. Like, whose jersey's really moving right now? Probably not Max, I wouldn't think. Um, you know, and who else is the, it? Like, Devin McCourty, he might retire. Judon. He was Judon, the only, he there's was the a lot of Judon jerseys. He's, people, are, people are buying Judon jerseys, and rightly so. Uh, he's probably their number one selling jersey right now, I guess, based on just, like, what I see out and around. And then I'm sure they have, like, Edelman and Gronk. Like the and, old like, Brewski the old jerseys guy. and yeah. stuff, yeah. You know who should be the leading jersey seller is Marcus Jones. Yes. Yes, he should. I'm a little past the football jersey wearing it. I'm also, the thing about, a comedian said this once, I forget who it was, but he was so right. Skinny guys wearing football jerseys looks dumb. It only looks cool if you're a big fat guy. That's why I always wear it over a sweatshirt. Like, if you're a big fat guy wearing a football jersey, you look cool. You know, like, you look like you could get out there and block. (laughs) That's, you know, that's a cool, that's a cool fat guy uh, outfit. You know, it's not a cool little guy outfit. I'm not the littlest guy. I'm not a big guy, but uh, I'm not in the football jersey. And I used to, you know, like everybody used to in their 20s and stuff. You wear football jerseys. But I just, I don't know. I can't for football jerseys for me. I don't know. 
I like basketball jerseys. I wear them to the beach, you know. But football jerseys, I just feel like that whole thing. I could never do it. I could never pull it off. It really only big fat guys can. And man, a big fat guy in a football jersey always looks cool. I th- in my opinion, <laughs> especially if it's like <laughs> a big fat guy and like a little guy like wearing like an Edelman jersey or like Wes Welker or something. <laughs> I don't know why, but that always cracks me up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's I was thinking about that. Like, is it? They selling any of those? They selling any Marcus Jones jerseys? Judon, yeah, they're probably selling a lot of his. They and I thought start if he has a really good second year, I know. I imagine like young people, like he was the most exciting guy on the team by far. I don't think there's anybody else even close, offensively or special teams. Why even defensively? I mean, he was he did everything. It should be highlighting guys like him. They should be trying to, instead of benching guys like Jack Jones, you know, maybe highlight him a little bit more. Maybe uh, maybe get a little bit more uh, film out there and start marketing these guys a little bit better because it's not going to be like marketing themselves, which is what happens when you win a bunch of Super Bowls. Now you got to do that work yourself, unfortunately. Uh, 617-779-7937 is the phone number, but we'll put the calls on hold right now as we welcome in Tom King of the Nashua Telegraph, who joins us now on the Harbor One Hotline. Tom King, how you doing, my friend? Good afternoon, Christian. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, I I don't think you're in Phoenix right now, are you? No, no. <laughs> Telegraph didn't I send was. you this year, huh? <laughs> That's interesting. No, no, it's been uh, it's been four years since I've been down. In the four years. By the way, why why would why would anybody be talking about the Patriots down in Phoenix? They, they they're not they're not there. They're not playing. They finished eight and nine. Didn't make the playoffs. Okay, but that first part it doesn't necessarily preclude them from being talked about when they're not there. They've been talked yeah. about during the Super Bowl before, but that, yeah, when yeah, they weren't I there. Mean, I don't think I, any of the Super Bowls I've covered, any of the 10 Super Bowls I've covered, I've never seen the talk be about the teams that aren't there. There just isn't, there just isn't the buzz around. There shouldn't be the buzz around them. You know, there's, there's really, but there has been, Tom, you're right. There has been buzz around the Patriots when they weren't in the Super Bowl before. Up here, not down there. I think down there too. I think everywhere. No, I, I, I don't think so. There's, there's no, there's no longer buzz about the Patriots because they don't have Tom Brady. They haven't won a playoff game in four years. There's buzz up here. Everybody thinks there should be buzz down there, but there isn't. The two teams that the buzz is about. Are the Eagles and the Chiefs? That's what it's all about, you know. And it's always been about the teams that are there. Never been about the teams that aren't there. I disagree. A major coaching change. Not well. Coaching change, sure, or a major scandal, or some other major right, story yeah, that the like Patriots that. and Tom Brady and Belichick always were involved in, even when they weren't yeah, in the but, Super Bowl. Well, usually they were in the Super Bowl. That's one of the reasons. That's why true. They were there. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> but there's other stuff people are, people are talking about the Bills this year and Hamlin and other things like that. It's not just the two teams in the game. Well, I mean, I mean that. Well, I mean Hamlin. That's a that's a. I mean, that's a once in a you know lifetime situation. Sure. We'll, we'll never probably see. It. Hopefully, we'll never see again. But I mean, there's no the the buzz is really about the teams usually that are, that are there. Now, the one thing that's always interesting is 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 there's always the players that lose in the conference championship game and they make the rounds on media, you know, radio <laughs> right. row, or they're there to promote, they're there to promote stuff. They're there to promote products. You know, if they don't get to play in the game, okay, I'm going down there to promote this or that. They're signed on by a company or, or whatever. The one thing that is interesting is Malcolm Butler. 
Yeah. He's down there promoting, you know, he's got a, going to have a book coming out and everything else. So that's, that's the one exception I can really see, but everything else, no one around the country cares whether Tom Brady's going to have a, a one day contract with the Patriots. They don't care anymore. Robert Kraft does. <laughs> oh my God. Does he ever? It's the only thing here's, he cares about right now. <laughs> here's what the Patriots will probably eventually do is, uh, if you remember what happened when Larry Bird retired, and the garden was there. They had a night. Larry Bird night, sure. Bird. Yeah, at the garden, filled the place the whole bit. They should probably do something like that, or will probably do something like that at Gillette Stadium. You know, make it uh, at a warm summer night, maybe before the start of training camp, or something like that. And did you make and, it like a state it, holiday? <laughs> Yeah, right. yeah, everyone gets work off. It's Tom Brady Day. We go and do the ceremony right. at Foxborough. Like that'd be fun. I think we could be, get into that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. You know, that's but that's what they'll do. That will. I think that will satisfy Kraft even more than the one day contract. As for the retirement and the papers filed, he can come back whenever he wants. You know, he can come back right. and sign a one day contract with them. I mean, I, that doesn't stop that. He can unretire. He can pull a fart. Yeah, he can unretire for a day. <laughs> Sign the contract and then go back into retirement. I wish right. I could unretire. I wish I, I wish I could retire for a day. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, well, would, that's, the, the Nashua Telegraph Sports Department would fall apart in that day, though, you realize. It, it, it would. It, it would because <laughs> I have nothing the left. Telegraph Sports Department right now. <laughs> I know. Uh, there would be nothing left. It would just be rubble. <laughs> be yep, like, be like Kyrie leaving Brooklyn. Just nothing set fire to the place. Um, Anyway, uh, let's uh, talk a little bit about these two teams in the Super Bowl. Then Um, you look at uh, you look at the Chiefs and the way that they've sort of constructed their team, and you look at the Eagles, and it's two very different ways of constructing an offense. But both of them were somehow better than what the Patriots did. Um, Who do you sort of favor in that? Do you favor the the uh, Eagles' way of sort of surrounding Jalen Hurts and elevating him, or is it more on the uh, Mahomes side of having a great quarterback and investing in the protection on the offensive line? Well, I don't, I don't sort of favor anybody. I, I think that the Eagles are going to blow the Chiefs away. Really? Yeah, I mean, I just think that they have, for what I've seen in the playoffs with Mahomes, even with his ankle and his slow moving, he's been running around like crazy. That that offensive line for Kansas City isn't, it, it's better than it may have been when they faced Tampa because they had all those injuries when they faced Tampa in the Super Bowl two years ago. Right. But it's still not that great. I, I, I think that the Eagles up front, everybody talks about what they did around Hurts with the receivers. What the Eagles did was build two powerful lines on both sides of the ball. And those lines have dominated teams all season long. That's why they're there. That's why they're in the Super Bowl. Hassan Reddick on the on one end, you know, and you've got Kelsey, Jason Kelsey on the other end on the offensive side. I mean, they just have blown away the, at least the NFC and, and whatever other competition they've had. You know, it hasn't been close. So I expect that to continue on Sunday. I really do. I mean, Reddick is going to – I mean, it's a mismatch with Reddick and, and Andrew Wiley, the, 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 uh, the, the right tackle for Kansas City. I just mm-hmm. think that they'll put Reddick they'll, – they'll move Reddick around wherever they can to get the, the advantage, and that's where the advantage might be. And Reddick's given up nine sets this year. So I, I just think that, that the Eagles, 
will pressure Mahomes, which is what Tampa did uh, two years ago, which is why it was a blowout. And I, I mean, I'd be shocked if Philly's lines didn't dominate. The Chiefs' game. lines, I, really are, I think they're bad. Chris Jones is all pro this year. That Humphreys kid is really good. They paid for they're Tooney good. and uh, and Brown. I mean, they got yeah. good guys on those lines, Kansas yeah, City. Yeah, good guys, but but eagle guys? I don't I don't think so. I mean, Jones, yeah, Jones. But but you know what? If you only have to worry about one guy, I think you can handle him. And in my mind, I think that that uh, and then they also have the edge. Chief secondary isn't that great. I, I I really look. Kansas City is the best team in the AFC. I don't discount that, but I think the Eagles are the best team in the NFL. They played like it, and they don't need Hurts to do a ton of stuff. And when you have a team that can win as many games as they have, and your quarterback can run and your quarterback can throw, but he doesn't have to be Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I think you got the advantage right there with Philadelphia. The quarterback, the better quarterback, wins in the Super Bowl the majority of the time, though, right? And we all agree that Mahomes is the better quarterback. Yeah, Mahomes is the better quarterback. Is he fully healthy? We don't know that for sure. True, right? But um, I, I, I still, I would still say that, and especially with what the Chiefs did. Remember, the Chiefs took away. You know, they, they, they decided they didn't need their top receiver. And they went, you know, they went to, to war with, with Kelsey. And, you know, that's great. But if you take away Kelsey, if you have a way to do that, which the Eagles, you know, they've done that a lot of times during the year. If Philly has to play from behind, there's the, there's the chance the Chiefs have. The Chiefs have to get a lead in this game. They cannot, they cannot let Philly play from ahead. Because if Philly plays from ahead, they'll tee off on the homes. All right, before we let you go here, uh, Tom King, Nashua Telegraph, what would you think of the Hall of Fame selections and uh, anybody get uh, too many votes, not enough votes? What would you think of that? I I don't know. There's so many guys that they have. You have 15 finalists. I mean, you could pick from just about any of them, right? They're they're all worthy, so I don't think there's anybody that really got job there. I really don't. Uh, You knew Revis was going to get in. You knew that was was an automatic. So, I mean, I think the disappointment is you got to wait until 2028 for, for Brady. I think they should waive that and put Brady in right away. I really do. I think they That's should, too. Um, they, I know that Roger's probably going to play another year so he doesn't have to be in that same class. Um, yeah, no kidding, right. <laughs> which I don't, I don't blame him for that either. Um, exactly, but it'll be interesting to see if Rodgers ends up with the Jets, which right now looks like the only team that would be able to, to really deal for him. Yeah. It looks that way anyway. Do you think the Patriots have the appropriate amount of Hall of Famers for their two separate dynasties? No. I I, I don't know. You know why? Because they were such they were so team oriented. Mm. They were filled with eleven or you know, take take eleven guys on one side of the ball, eight good guys. Eight real good guys. Eight Hall of Famers. Nine Hall of Famers? I don't think, you know, on, on one side of the ball or whatever, or, or even two Hall of Famers, three Hall of Famers, I don't think so. I think they just had such a well-rounded team. You know, I think that's that's probably, you know, that's probably where where it'll end up staying. I yeah, think. I think they're right around you seven know? or eight, and, you know, you got to include Kraft and Belichick and Brady when they all go in, so, I mean, there's right. that. Right. Gronkowski's yeah, going to go in. in. 
Um, yeah. You know, you may see some other guys, too. I always thought Matt Light should have gotten some consideration. I always thought, you know, Willie Rofe and Ogden and Pace and those guys in the night, you know, those guys were good. Right. But I feel like they coasted on their rep a little bit, and Matt Light kind of got screwed in all that. Those guys in their rep. He was younger he than them. He did when he was younger. I know later on in his career, he, he wasn't as good as he was when he was younger. And I hate that Patriots needed to help him out a little bit at times. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't I don't see light as an NFL Hall of Famer. I just don't. I don't yeah, he doesn't have the hardware for it, but I think he should have gotten more All-Pros than he did. I think he only had like one or two, but I think yeah, he should have had more than that. Right. And that's, you know, you know that's how you get it. You, go by. you don't go by Pro Bowl. Go by All-Pro. That's that's the way it is. You yeah, know, that's, that's the best. That's the best way to look at it. That is the best. All right, uh, All Pro uh, National Telegraph Sports <laughs> Department uh, writer and uh, General Grand Poobah Tom King. Thanks so much for the uh, time today. I appreciate it. Anytime, Christian. Enjoy the Super Bowl. All right, that's Tom King joining us here on the program. If you like what you heard there, you can follow him on Twitter at Telegraph underscore Tom K. And you can read his stuff in the Nashua Telegraph if you happen to be up there north of the border. 617-779-7937. There's your phone number. Quick break. When we come back, do a little Super Bowl preview of my own. And I have some thoughts on the Hall of Fame induction, some of the players that got in and some of the players who didn't. That's all coming up next. Boston Sports Original, WEEI. It's Christian Arkin here. I'm with you until 4 o'clock. I want to say thanks again to Tom King for joining me in that last segment. If you missed any of it, you can check out the Odyssey app, WEEI.com as well, and find all the chapters, all the segments, all the interviews, everything you missed or may have missed uh, here on the air. So uh, make sure you, if you don't have the Odyssey app already, go get it. It's very, very convenient. And uh, you get everything right there at your finger, every segment right there. Uh, which is really, really nice. It's nice to be able to just drop whatever you want and listen to it whenever you uh, whenever you want to. And um, I've really enjoyed so far my experience with that app, I must say. Speaking of apps that I enjoy, um, I don't know if you know about this, but uh, the fan, if you, maybe you've heard that gambling is legal in Massachusetts now. You and, don't say. Uh, you may have heard this. I don't know if anyone's ever run an ad saying that or anything. Um, and if you sign up with FanDuel, you can use promo code Arcand, by the way, for 100 free bonus bucks. But uh, FanDuel has this other app. <laughs> you know about the other app, the mat- like the head-to-head matchup app? I've heard of it, but I don't know all the details. So there's like the FanDuel fantasy app, right, where you just, you know, you play uh, fantasy sports, which I do all the time and I love. And then there's FanDuel Faceoff. And there's the sports book, which hasn't, it's March 10th, I think, is when that uh, officially goes live in Massachusetts, but you can't use it here yet. Uh, but they have this other thing you can do called the FanDuel Faceoff. And the FanDuel Faceoff has a game in it that I just so happen to be pretty good at. And that game is Wheel of Fortune. And you can play people online for money in Wheel of Fortune. And I got to tell you, I'm cleaning up. <laughs> like I'm, re- I'm kicking ass uh, with this thing. I don't know who it is that I'm playing. You can play like people you know, but I mostly just play strangers and I got to tell you, I am mopping people up on this thing. Dude, I destroy everyone when I'm watching Wheel of Fortune. Like I'm, I get it like uh, 10 minutes before everyone else. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm killing it. And I always sort of thought, you know, everyone thinks they're good at Wheel of Fortune, right? Like, you know what I mean? Everybody who watches the show thinks, oh, I could win money on that show. I think that too, and I believe that I could. But now I have a chance to, like, show people, like, look, I, look at this money. I just you bring that to, like, an audition tape. Yeah, right? Just show them the app. Be like, see, on FanDuel. I have a sister who actually auditioned about a month ago. She's still waiting to hear back. I'm like, now that I know, I'm being like, you should have done this in your process. I went to one of the auditions down in uh, Quincy Market once. They did, like, an outdoor audition. And 
it's fun. You know, they bring the bus out and they put the puzzles out. They call up like 10 people at a time. But the way they did it is everybody had to put like a ticket in a, in a raffle and then they'd pull like 10 tickets. And there was thousands of people there. So they'd pick like 10 people and then the next hour it'd wait and they'd call up 10 more. And I just, I never got picked. Uh, so I never got to show them, you know, just how, how camera ready I was and how enthusiastically I would have, uh, spun the wheel and all that other crap that you have to, that they're looking for. I don't know exactly what they're looking for, but, uh, you know, I went to that thing and I, you know, I was just standing there for a while and, uh, I, you know what I thought it was, um, it was interesting how they're not, they don't care how well you solve the puzzle. Like, solving the puzzle doesn't matter. You're just up there playing. They want you to look good on TV. They don't care if you can solve the puzzle. It's probably better if you can't solve the puzzle. What goes viral the most with Wheel of Fortune? Guys looking at the word all spelled out and they can't solve the puzzle. Like, that's the only time I ever see Wheel of Fortune clips on Twitter. It's when someone can't pronounce something. (laughs) Or they're like one letter away and they just can't get it. That's like, they probably prefer that. You know, they don't want me on that show. <laughs> they don't want me and my amazing You're Wheel of Fortune skills on that smart, show. Christian. So now I just got to go on fan, this fan tool thing and play there. And I got to tell you, I mean, you can you can test me if you want. I think my name's just Arcan. If anybody, want, anybody wants a game, you know, I mean, like this is, I'm, the DMs are open. You're on the, if you're on that FanDuel face-off and you want a lesson in Wheel of Fortune, DMs are open, just saying. Um, what did I want to talk about here? It wasn't even that. It was, uh, oh, yeah, right. It was um, the, uh, the Hall of Fame induction. I saw a lot of Patriots fans getting annoyed with the Hall of Fame induction with Zach Thomas getting in and Rondé Barber getting in and how come Harrison's not in or McGinnis or Brewski or some of these other guys. And I just, I like, Zach Thomas was a seven-time All-Pro. I know he was on the Dolphins and, oh, they stunk back then or whatever, but he was he was great. He was a great player. Like, the best middle linebackers back then were, like, him and Ray Lewis, you know? Like, there was there's probably some other ones that I'm forgetting, but, like, that's sort of who I think of when I think of middle linebackers of that era. It was those two guys. And there were a lot of other good ones, but those two sort of stand out to me. I mean, how come the committee... I talked with Keith about this last night. How does the committee overlook Devin Hester once again? Mm. That's, that's a shame that he's not in there already. I agree. I like Devin Hester a lot. Erlocker's another one I think of him that line, linebackers of that era. I will say from a Patriots standpoint, like Harrison seems like the only one that seems legit. Harrison does. And Harrison, I think, you know, the all pros and the hardware that you need to get in, that gets voted on by like media and, you know, other people in the league and everybody hated Harrison. I mean, Harrison was a real he was a real headhunter in an era when that was in an era when headhunting wasn't really considered that big of a deal. Harrison was like notorious. Like there were a lot of guys that did that back then, and Harrison still stood out from the crowd. You know what I mean? Like he was, he loved it. He loved hitting guys who couldn't defend themselves. Like that way, he'd take guys' heads off. That was Rodney. I mean, Rodney was really into that, and I think that that's part of the reason why he didn't get more uh, All Pro nods, and also part of the reason why he may not make the Hall of Fame. I but think he like, should. He's in the same category as like Rondé Barber, who made it. Like he's kind of like- Barber. I think was a five time All Pro. I think he was, and he's another one. I think he was all decade, right? I think Rondé Barber, it was Barber, Champ Bailey, Ty Law, and... Revis. <sighs> Charles Woodson, maybe? Oh, all decade, yeah. It was For that all decade? If you're all decade, then you got to go to the Hall of Fame, I think. If you make an all decade team, then that you have to be in the Hall of Fame. If you're the best player of a decade, right? I mean, that that's to me, you know, that's that's definitely multiple all pros. 
If you're the best, if you're on an all-decade team, I feel like that's an immediate ticket stamp to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, 2000s was Bailey, Woodson, Barber, and Tyler. Hey, how about that, huh? How about that? How about this that is what Wheel of Fortune right is missing I out on. I guarantee you, I did, not, I did not look that up. I did not look this that up. It was Pat off the top. This is what are missing on. <laughs> like a sports Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> Something like that. Remember Sports Jeopardy with Dan Patrick? He was like the host that was on, uh, what, what channel was it on? It was on like Spike like the Spike Channel or whatever that's called now, the Paramount Network or whatever. Uh, it the best was, is when it's like a sports category on Jeopardy and no one gets it. They had a sports category on Jeopardy the other day, but it wasn't really a sports category. It was like NFL teams by another name. And it was I like... I think I saw that, yeah. The I, ti- I didn't know any I of them. I couldn't even get them. I had no idea what they were talking about. It was like these are the thing, and it was like the Titans, and it was like the moons of Saturn or something. I'm like, what? what is this? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what any of this is. I could not. I, it was an NFL category. I was like, oh, yeah. I looked at my wife. I'm like, watch this. Watch your smart husband. And I'm sitting there like, uh, I don't know any of these. <laughs> One was like a breed of bear. And I was like, I don't know what that is. I don't know any of them. I got completely pantsed in that category. It was humiliating in my house. Uh, 617-779-7937 is the phone number. When we come back, there's my thoughts on the Hall of Fame. When we come back, <laughs> we'll talk about the uh, Celtics who held off the Hornets last night. And uh, we'll, uh, I don't know, mix in some more of your uh, Super Bowl thoughts as well as I think there was a seismic shift in the NBA and uh, the era of the NBA where players got to do basically whatever they wanted I think that may have ended with the Brooklyn Nets we'll get to all that next we really need new phones T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month new iPhone 15s it's better over here. only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 